rejoicing in your life. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we come tonight, and we thank you for saving us. We're so thankful tonight, Lord, that our hearts are assured of our eternal home. And we're so thankful, Lord, tonight that we have experienced the saving grace of the Lord. Our lives have been changed because of what you did for us on the cross. And so for that reason, we ask you, Lord, now that as we honor you and remember your work on the cross, that you'll, Lord, receive from us the gratitude that you ought to receive. Take this service, the singing of the choir, special music, and then our time of worship in the observing of the Lord's Supper. And use it all to bring glory to your name. Thank you again for bringing us here tonight. Speak to our hearts and work in our lives in Jesus' name. And for Jesus' sake we pray, amen. Let's sing and worship.
Let's let our ushers come forward to receive our offering and encourage you to give tonight. Appreciate everybody's giving this morning, and uh, which are double the tithe uh, Sunday. Our offering this morning was 26.5, so we praise the Lord for that. And that gives us, helps us go way over our goal for the first five months and gets us off to a good start to reaching our goal over the next four months. I hope that you're as excited about things as I am, are you? Now, I tell you, it just amazes me. I live, I get up in the morning thinking about it, I go to bed thinking about it. It's just part of my life and so many things going on, and we just praise the Lord for it. Everything is happening and just looking forward to the day that our dream becomes a reality. But your giving is a very important part of it, and thank you so much for honoring the Lord in your giving. Let's pray now. Father, continue to move, bless the offering tonight. And thank you for supplying needs and continuing to supply needs. And we thank you in advance for what you'll do in the coming year. Lord, we trust you now to just to lead us and guide us and always keep your hand upon us. As Jabez prayed, Lord, we pray that you would bless us indeed, that you would enlarge our coast, and that your hand would be with us and that you'll keep us from evil. Do that, Lord, and we'll bless you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
your Bible and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 for just a moment. As I said earlier, we observe the Lord's Supper on the fifth Sunday nights here at the church, and we do it a little bit different uh, than many places do. We dedicate the service to the Lord's Supper, and we do that, or I do that, because I feel like that many times we mistreat the Lord's Supper by just quickly doing it, just going through it or tagging it at the end of the service or just kind of throwing it into the service. I think it's to be a time for us just to stop and to pause and to remember. The Lord's Supper is about remembering. It's about remembering what the Lord did for us. It's about remembering the cost that was paid for our salvation. It's been a good service. I've already enjoyed the music, haven't you? Aren't you glad that he brought you out one day? Brought you out of death into life? Brought you out of darkness into light? I'm so thankful for that. Well, I want to remind you tonight, it's because of what he did for us on the cross. We are trophies of grace. As I was driving to church tonight, I don't know if you noticed the sunset, but as I came through the tunnels, uh, it just caught my attention. And it was like the sky was dark above, and then here was the mountain range, and then right in the middle was the beautiful color. And when I saw it, I, the first thing that I said, it said out loud was, the heavens declare his handiwork. And uh, they do declare his handiwork. But I want to tell you something. We declare his handiwork. Uh, we're trophies of grace. You think about it. We were going in one direction one day. We had no room for God, had no thoughts for God had no concern for God or care about God. We lived only for ourselves or earthly things. But then there was that hour, that moment when the Lord met us. And as Paul said, he's, he, the word that he used was apprehended, which literally means to be arrested. And he arrested us, called us, and saved us. And now our lives are filled with eternal things. That's a change. That's the handiwork of God. And we come tonight to remember 
why all of that is true in our lives, to remember. It's a time of remembering. And, of course, every symbol that is involved in the Lord's Supper is to help us to remember the bread, his body. And then, of course, the juice of the wine is so often called his blood. The body in which he dwelt reminding us that he became man. The blood that he shed reminding us of the price that he paid for man. So we try to take the time and just slow everything down and just stop our normal way of doing things just to remember. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 gives us uh, a classic on the Lord's Supper. I want to begin reading in verse 17. You remember when we looked at the book of 1 Corinthians... We studied this passage and we saw that there was many things about the Lord's Supper in the church of Corinth that displeased the Lord. And there were many things going on that brought the Lord much grief and a lot of things, consequences as a result of doing so. But he said in verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 11, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, in one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper. One is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have you not houses to eat and drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. What he's referring to was the custom in the early church known as the love feast. And what the churches would do in those days, in Bible days, is they would come together for a meal, much like a fellowship that we have here where everybody just brings food in, pool the food, and then it's just a time to be together in fellowship. It was called a love feast. And they often did these before the services. And everybody had food. I mean, of course, there were many poor. Many of the early Christians were saved out of slavery. They were slaves. They were servants for people and different things. So majority of the early church was very, very poor. But there were those that were wealthy. But everybody would bring what they could, and they would put it together, just like we would do on homecoming or something. So everybody had a meal. But what was going on in the church of Corinth was that they were coming together and this little group was sitting over here and this little group over here. So they kind of had their little cliques. This group wanted to be with this group. This is who I want to sit with. This is who I want to eat with and whatever. So when they brought their food, instead of pooling it together, they kind of got off to the side. And the result was uh, that the poor people were not able to bring anything. So they were there and they didn't have anything to eat. And Paul said, if all you're going to do is eat, he said, the whole purpose of the love feast is to promote fellowship. But your love feast is promoting division. And he said, if all you're going to do is come together and just have a meal, you can do that at home. Just go ahead and eat at home. He said, you're missing the whole purpose of the love feast. And then their attitude often carried over into the Lord's Supper. And that's what he begins dealing with in verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, what cause for those that eateth and drinketh unworthily? Many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That is, they're dead. It says in verse 31, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we're judged, we're chastened the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. So it's a time of remembrance. It's a time of repentance. So we'll take a few moments in a little while to think about these things and to remember and to search our own hearts. I want Rick to come and lead us in a congregational song as our men come and take their places here and prepare the table for the serving of the Lord's Supper. Let's sing together a great congregational song. My Savior's love. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me a sinner condemned unclean a minute and just to think and meditate about what we're doing and to search our hearts and as we do so we'll have a special song.
Father, we come tonight, we come to a special time in any church, a special hour when we as believers stop and we remember what you have done. We thank you so much tonight for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for that hour when you saved us and for all that you've done for us since then. And we owe it all to your saving grace and your love. And, Father, your love still amazes us. It still amazes me that you would love me and save me. So, Father, tonight as we come, we thank you for these things. We remember the price that you paid. At the same time, Lord, we're also mindful, Lord, of how serious we, what we're doing and that we're not to take of this matter unworthily. That is, Lord, we're to judge ourselves lest we be judged. We're to search our hearts and to deal with sin in our life lest you have to deal with that sin. Father, we're taking the things tonight that are symbols of your death on the cross and that cannot be taken lightly. And so, Father, we come tonight and we ask you to forgive us sin and cleanse from all unrighteousness. We do fail you. We fail you in deed. We fail you in thought. 
But we ask you tonight that you would cleanse us and may the blood of Jesus Christ, our heavenly advocate, now cleanse us and, Lord, make us acceptable in your sight tonight. So as we take these symbols of your body and your blood, we do so in a way that would please you. So we thank you again for all that you have given us and all you've done for us. And we express our gratitude to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And for his sake we pray, amen. I'll ask the men to come. We'll serve the bread. And as we do so, we'll have another special. What love is this that pays so dearly? The guilty one may go free. Amazing love, oh what sacrifice. The Son of God given for me. My debt he paid and my death he died. That I might live, that I might live. And so they watched him die, despised, rejected, but oh. The blood he shed flowed for me. Amazing love, oh what sacrifice. The Son of God given for me. My debt he paid and my death that I might live, that I might live. And now, this love of Christ shall flow like rivers. Come wash your guilt away and live again. Amazing love, oh what sacrifice. The Son of God given for me, my debt he in my death he died that I might live that I might live amazing love oh what sacrifice the son of God given for me 
My debt he paid and my death he died that I might live that I might live started to say a moment ago I was enjoying the song but Ronnie where is Ronnie can't see him over there did you write that Ronnie that was good. I enjoyed that. What a blessing. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. 24, I read it once again. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's give him thanks. Father, we thank you for this little piece of bread. For contained within it is a wonderful symbol. It's a symbol, Lord, of the fact that you left heaven one day and came to this earth. And as we celebrated last week or this past week, you were born as a man. You were born as a man that you might become a man, that you might be identified with man in order to die and redeem man. We thank you, Lord, for the body, as the scripture said, that had been prepared for you. So we take this piece of bread tonight to remember and reflect and rejoice in your death and your humanity. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll ask the men to come and we'll serve the wine and as we do so, we'll have another special.
the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 11, 25, as we read earlier, after the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink in remembrance of me. Father, once again, we come to give you thanks for the shedding of your blood. By the shedding of your blood, you gave your life. And in giving your life, you were taking my place. You were taking the place of every person. You died for the guilty. You, the sinless one, died for the sinful ones. And thereby, you paid the price for sin. Through you, we have a Savior. And so we thank you tonight for the blood that you shed, for the blood that forgives of sin and cleanses from all unrighteousness. We thank you for the blood that will never lose its power, for the blood that has the power to cleanse the hardest of the heart. And so we thank you, Lord, for the blood. So, Lord, tonight we give you thanks for the price you paid on the cross and for the blood you shed in Jesus' name. Amen. It's hard to believe tonight is the last service of 2001. It just seems like yesterday we were talking about Y2K. Some of you were stocking up your Tommy Tucker beans and your bottled water and whatever, but here it is two years later, and it's amazing how time has gone by. And the older I get, the years pass by even quicker, amen? But this has been an amazing year. It's been a wonderful year. Well over 100 additions to the church. People have been saved. Uh, how many people were saved in faith this year? 30 folks were led to the Lord in faith this year. Over 1,500 people were contacted this year. And uh, then I think about the vision that we had. It was like this. And in 2001, God expanded that vision to be like this. And it's just been an amazing year. But I believe it's one of those years that's laying the foundation for the coming year. And so I not only rejoice in 2001, I rejoice in 2002. So I want to encourage you to keep praying, keep working, keep believing the Lord, trusting God, and we're going to see some amazing things happen around here. And what we've done tonight in all these things is a reminder of why. To Him we give praise, to Him we give glory. I want Rick, Rick, get uh, Isaac Watts' song, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross on Which the Prince of Glory Died. It's one of my favorite songs, and uh, I want to close out this year with this song. Let's stand as we sing this. Page number, huh? 224, let's sing the first stanza, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross on Which the Prince of Glory Died. My richest gain I count but lost. Pour contempt on all my pride. Let's sing this together. When I
special prayer request given to me for a Louise Cromer. She asked the church to remember her in prayer, so put her on your prayer list. And then several of you, I think, are going to the gospel singing tomorrow night at Tiger Creek Elementary, the Hollander Brothers, New Grace, Ken Hicks, and Testimony, and then our own Justified. They'll be singing. And uh, directions, in case you're interested in going or going, Tiger Creek Elementary, take I-75 South, exit 345. That's the second Ringo exit. And after you exit, you go left about one mile, and you come to the old stone church on the right, turn right, go about a quarter mile, turn right, and the school will be on your left. So I know you remember all that, so I'm going to leave it laying up here. But anyway, it's $8 at the door, but uh, Joe wanted to remind you that if you go together in groups of 10, you can get in for $5. And so uh, if several of you plan on going, I just hang around outside. It's going to be in the 30s, so just hang around in the outside tomorrow night and get 10 of them together, and you go in at $5 a piece. But it'll be a great way to bring in the new year. Be sure to let our visitors know how glad we are to have them. I look around the building tonight and I see several folks that are visiting, some over here. Greg, good to see you. Others around the building. You be sure to let our visitors know how glad we are to have them. Back on Wednesday night. You're